This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer, how are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm uh, completely discombobulated, but you know, what else is new? Welcome to another day in the life of Hacking the Afterlife podcast. But how can we talk about what you're going to be doing? Uh, Yeah, we can talk about it. Um, They're canonizing me as a saint. I'm kidding. No, (laughs) no, uh, I'm going to be on not coast to coast AM, which I've been on many times. I'm going to be on Beyond Belief tomorrow um, in Boulder with George Nuri. So are they, is this something that's going to be live or no? It's not live. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's like, I just came up with an idea. Why don't we do a show called Ghost to Ghost? Instead of coast to coast, but I'm bummed. No, Beyond Belief is uh, it's taped. Then they edit it, and you know they put in stuff. And exciting. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, you know, it's a little weird because they don't tell me what we're going to talk about. I kind of, you know, I kind of know we're going to be talking about. What's great about you, Richard, is that you never are like speechless. Like (laughs) never. Never a loss for words. Never a loss for words. Ever. Can I can I just uh, comment that at last week somebody wrote a post and they sometimes do this. They go, "Stop interrupting Jennifer. She's talking to the other side, <laughs> and you keep interrupting her." Okay, for the listeners, which I love, a lot of them are my clients. They have because of your what you do on Cora because of our work. Um, they, I'm used to you interrupting, but when they sit there, they'll sit here, they'll sit, you know, we'll probably be on zoom or whatever, or they'll be in my office and they'll be like, Mike, can I say something? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you came from Richard (laughs) from our podcast. Well, the guy was trying to say, you know, cause of course what you're saying is riveting. And what I'm saying is, you know, semi annoying or repetitive. And I, of course, what do you think my response was? Well, you know, you can book a session with Jennifer and then you cannot interrupt her all the time you don't want to. Which was me, I guess. I don't know. Was it me? Pretty funny. I made me laugh. Anyways, speaking of interrupting ourselves, how are you? I'm really well. I'm doing really well. You look fabulous. Thank you. you. Your eyes are just like a glow. And you don't even have one of those goofy ring lights, do you? No. No. <laughs> okay. Speaking of ring lights, makeup, uh, let's see if we can talk to our friend Moana on the flip side. And that was I, a lie, by the way. I do have a ring light right here. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I forgot that you had that. And I was like, you know, I can't you lie about stuff like that. It's I like, know it's like, fine. Oh, I can't fine. do that because if and I lie about that, then what else could I lie about? Exactly. Okay. And that gives everybody out there an opportunity to just click, you know, just go, oh, uh, they're making it up. Oh, wait, all right. Well, well, your eyes are lit up and I should have been able to see that. I'm a professional. Come on. Ring light. Come on. Okay. Yeah. As, uh, clearly, I don't right. have okay. one. Now I'll turn it away. <laughs> I turn the light the other way. I clearly don't have one over on my side of the screen. (laughs) But yes, okay, you're iridescent, effervescent, Effervescent. glowing. All right. And why I said... I'm holding on to summer as long as I can. Lovely. And I'm already into fall, as you can see behind me. Mm -hmm. 
So Luana, our friend on the flip side, my pal who did over 300 TV shows and movies, who is very familiar with lighting and makeup. Um, and I'm sure, well, we don't know. Is she standing by? <laughs> you know, did she try to duck class today or? I don't, she's actually showing me, and I think it's because I'm watching Hulu. Like, first of all, there's nine perfect strange, you know, nine perfect strangers that I love with Nicole Kidman. Great right. show. And then there's one with she's showing me Steve Martin in the show that he's in on Hulu um, with Selena Gomez. And I believe I want to say Martin Short. I'm not sure. That's but, correct. Um, uh, I don't know why she's showing me Steve Martin. So all maybe- right, well, hold on a second. All right, I do. I think I do. So, as usual, because, you know, and this is the unusual thing that we have. I'm not interrupting Jennifer, by the way, adding. Um, it's that it's that we have this unusual relationship where she says what she sees. And because I'm a person who asks questions and parses things and tries to figure out why you're getting that image, um, I know pretty clearly Luana's relationship to that person you just mentioned. So let me ask Luana, why is Steve in? Now, again, Steve's on the planet. His higher self is back home. Right. Why, why are you referencing Steve? Is it for somebody? She's so excited. She's very excited. But there's somebody that's close to him, I believe, that's over there. That's correct. Okay. So, somebody I'm we've sure talked to. <gasps> Wait, is Billy Crystal still on the planet? Yes, Billy Crystal's still on the planet. So Luana was very close to somebody that we talked to recently, not too long ago. He passed away. Regis Philbin. Well, we've talked to Regis before, but this guy was also friends with Regis Philbin. So I'm just going to say his first name, Charles. Charles. Because that'll help you. Charles. Very good. Okay, very good. There's, you know, a lot of Charles's out there, but it helps to clarify. And we've only got about 30 minutes. So let's dive in. So Lou... What is it about Steve that you want to talk about? Or is Chuck uh, putting Steve in front of you? Charles. Chuck is just trying to play games, I think. That's why. Okay, but let's ask. So, yeah, go ahead. Let's ask Chuck. Of course, we've talked to Chuck before, and I can call him Chuck because I knew him for 20 years. We were very close. He hired me on his Charles Grodin show. I worked with him for many years. Very, he's the godfather of my children. We've had some lovely conversations with him. I mean, just mind bending, both on air and off air. But Chuck was very close with Steve. So he's saying he wanted to see if you'd get the association, and you did. Same for yeah. me, for you. So because because it wouldn't have been in my frame of reference. And he says that's why it's so good that we work together. Because of course I'm not going to get that. Exactly. And for the people tuning in, listening in. She mentioned Steve Martin. Now, it so happens that Luana and I were invited by Chuck, by Charles Grodin, to go and stay at Steve Martin's house in Santa Barbara. And we spent the evening with him and hearing hilarious stories and really enjoying him and going out to dinner with him in Santa Barbara. And I'll, you know, I'll never forget him sitting in a particular spot. And I said, why? Did they burn his steak or something like that? Is there a joke in there somewhere? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I I think he sent food back. I'm not sure. It's possible. That's what Charles is saying. Chuck would know. Chuck would know. He's giving me that burnt scent of food. But what was funny is that I asked Steve why he was sitting in that chair. And he said, 
because when somebody comes in, I don't want them to see me because then that ruins my lunch because then they come over and they want to talk and blah, 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 blah. So right. he would face, you know, with the his back the to the entrance. The opposite of what the mafioso does. Right, because they want to see who's coming in. So, Chuck, what do you want to have you? I mean, this is a goofy question. Are you watching Steve's show? Well, he's saying there's a, there's many ways to connect to the afterlife. And you just have to kind of pay attention to the signs. So it's not a lot of the signs are not necessarily direct or make sense at the time that they're given, but they could. And with somebody else, by sharing your experience, like I just did with you, you know, about what I'm seeing, um, it usually always makes sense at the end. Right. You make the, the, the dots get connected. Also, right. Martin Short, who also stars in the show, was also very tight with Charles because they did a movie together, Clifford, and they stayed in touch quite a bit. But yeah. Chuck, what do you want to say to Steve? Not that Steve's going to ever tune into this podcast. I don't know. I'll send him the link. I don't think he, he will. He but... speed up the process. I don't know what it is about. Okay. He thinks it was ingenious. And he loves the characters. Hold on. The whole investigator thing is so funny. Well-crafted. They just want, he wants the plot to be sped up. Oh, I see. Get to the story a little bit more. I understand what you're saying because each episode is about somebody who has passed away in the building, which is like the Dakota in uh in near central park 72nd and central park west like this grand old building all these people live in it and i think i read that martin short had come up with the idea and and that they had run it by steve and then they went looking for somebody and selena gomez was like the perfect foil for the two of them and these two yeah. guys have been traveling you know around the country and doing that kind of thing but chuck very close but but closer with steve because they did at least uh they did the lonely guy together many years ago and and stayed close friends ever since then i'm just laughing because i'm like i love the jerk that was one of my favorite movies <laughs> and the show that they're doing this crime mystery I, I was watching the other day and thinking oh this is funny this is chuck's humor this is his sense of humor people who are sort of full of themselves trying to totally. and he actually said he goes it kind of resembles without resembling who they are <laughs> <laughs> right because they are a little bit like do I really have to talk to this person who's come up and asked for an autograph? Uh, bless their hearts. But, you know, they do get harassed. But both of them are kind of class. Like, really, could you stay on the other side of the room? A little bit like Larry David. Hold on. Now he's staying focused. Give me a second. You can't tell me to focus. Well, let, I'll let him talk is what he's saying. I know, but it's not me. Thank you. Go ahead, Chuck. The, <laughs> the podcast is yours, sir. <gasps> Hold on. Laughter is good medicine, he says. Give me a second. <laughs> what? He wants to write the next series for Steve. <laughs> okay. And how would you do that? Would you uh, appear in his dreams? Way, the same way that he's... Um, no, because then that means Steve would have to listen and believe in the afterlife. Um, right. He doesn't. Correct? No. Have you have you tried to reach out to him, Chuck? <laughs> it's like hitting a brick wall. doesn't work. But I will, he goes, I will give him, like, 
He can hear my laughter. But he thinks he's thinking it like everybody does. And then he also, music. There's something with music or Broadway or whatever it is. He says that he thinks about me a lot or about mortality, but he thinks that he's just thinking it. Interesting. There was a great article recently, Martin Short and Steve talking about mortality. And they were reflecting on, yeah, (laughs) of course. But they were reflecting on the idea. I remember now. I remember the name. Richard E. Grant had said to Marty Short, uh, "You work so hard on a movie, and then eventually it's just this thing on a shelf. This idea that you work so hard in your life, and then eventually you're a thing on the shelf." And so they were both reflecting on that, which is showbiz, you know, you and celebrity, and we spend so much time focusing our energy into what other things are as opposed to the joy of being here i'm feeling cleopatra and then i saw um you're feeling cleopatra i know it's a great sentence i love it go ahead i mean cleo cleo or the or an actor playing cleo an actress playing cleopatra and didn't we talk to somebody with our friend yes we did okay her name is and what's funny is that do you know who? Okay, which is hilarious because you know I'm like the repository of all useless information. Elizabeth Taylor. Yes, that's it. She's showing up, so she made me feel like she made me feel there was Cleopatra, and then she showed me her face. Okay, very I, good. And she knew that I would be able to interpret that. But what Elizabeth? We're not. I know we're not shifting gears. I know she wants to weigh in on what we're talking about with Steve. What is it you want to say about it? We are all rooting for him ha, to stay there. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, all it, rooting for him to stay there. Liz, did, Elizabeth, did you ever meet Steve? Several times. Several times. Okay, very good. Would he be able to remember? See, this is a way for Steve to verify There's that. Something about, okay, hold on. I'll, I'll share with you what I'm, you're going to have to put this together. I'm seeing SNL, I'm seeing Cleopatra, and I'm seeing Steve with her. So I don't know, but it's okay. more of a spoof. It's not like a serious. I get it. I get it. Okay. So at the height of Steve's celebrity uh, in, you know, early on in his career was the King Tut video, where he played, he played King Tut on Saturday Night Live, and he came out with a song. And actually, the the clip that they did on Saturday Night Live, they just took the song. Steve wrote a song for the show, and that became King Tut. You know, he, he come from Babylonia. It was a rap thing. Now, I don't know if Steve ever met Liz Taylor, and she referenced that, but that would be what she's saying, is that she went up to him and said something along the lines of, well, I'm Cleopatra, you're King Tut, we should be together. Is that correct? I'm getting yes. Okay, ding. Jennifer tapped her nose, which is Luana's way of saying, you got it. So, you know, I mean, how how would I get that? Well, I'm Charles is standing, he goes, see how great charades are? <laughs> it's true. I'm like, at that. You put me though here. I'm like, eh. But somebody was asking me today about, you know, how do people think on the flip side? What's thought like? I said, well, they, they, they show images. You, remember, you probably remember, but we talked to Dick Clark 
uh, you know, the great. Yeah. And he said, he's, I asked, we asked him what he missed about being on the planet. He said, mystery, because when you meet somebody, they unfold each time you meet them. He said, over here, it's an instant download. You see all their past lives, et cetera, et cetera. And so the communication part has to do with images. So showing us an image of Elizabeth and Elizabeth saying, okay, let's put the charades together. You know, Cleo, Steve Martin, and, a, and an encounter. And it could, to me, it makes sense that she would have referenced King Tut because that was- I huge. did not ever, I don't, rem- well, you know. There's well, like- I know, I know. I know, I'm like the weird library guy off to the corner. Hey, you know, ask him. <laughs> so Liz, is that all you wanted to say that's to Steve? What makes, that's what makes us have such a great team, though. And this great is why it's so that. fun. I'm the, I'm the Magoo in a different way. <laughs> but it's Magoo. also why it's so fun, because we don't care right. if people believe us or not. We're just having a hilarious time. We couldn't, Liz, we couldn't plan this. Nor could I remember. Even if I tried, it's so funny. Or if I wrote um, it. But Liz, is that, Elizabeth, is, I, I, is it okay to call you Liz? It's just shorter. I know that in life you prefer Elizabeth, but yes. Okay. All right, fine. Elizabeth, is that it? Is that what you wanted to say? I know. I do remember perfume. Um, (laughs) She's getting a little plug in, you know, like you do when you get on a talk show. (laughs) Buy my perfume. (laughs) She says we all find his new series really funny. And we get all the inside jokes that they're saying. Wow. It's almost like they're mimicking. They took characters that they, that they took pieces of characters that they've either been. Oh, I see. Or okay. Or them. that, or that were existed so, in show business. Yeah. So the older, like there's little snippets that come in that are. Oh, that's fascinating because Martin Short is playing a theater, Broadway theater director, kind of a flamboyant guy. And the story points, I'm sure, probably happened where somebody did a, you know, when I was, remember the musical splash and they uh-huh. built a huge tank and then five dancers ended up, you know, missing their fall. But those kinds of details. But Elizabeth, I need to go back to Chuck for a second because he, he does have the honored spot here because of Luana, I've got to say. So He's Chuck, okay. he said, so what would you, what else do you want to say to Steve? Or, or Chuck, Chuck put Elizabeth Taylor on his lap. So that was okay. <laughs> not right. like that, but just like they're, they're no, they're, no, that's yeah. great. Come on, that's hilarious. So, uh, Chuck, it's the you know, the plate is yours. Go ahead. He says he's just trying to express the different ways to perceive information, which and are to which are he's a little literally showing me like a chart, so like a whiteboard where you have the um, the little boxes or the text box, you know, those little bubbles yeah. of it going to me. Okay. Oh, so you're one way. Right. So they're one way. And then our, maybe not me, but he says our issue is that they either bounce back, return to sender, or we can actually think about them and then like how you said, not judge it. And even if it doesn't make sense, just kind of write it down. Because it will make sense later. So I wanted to show how we can all work together. Wow. Excellent. I literally was just writing about this in response to somebody asking about how we communicate, as I mentioned. But that idea of they are trying to communicate to us. 
we have to adjust our filters to hear them, but they have to adjust their filters to communicate, which might include, from what I understand, and Chuck, correct me if I'm wrong, slowing themselves down so that they can talk across the fence. Yeah. Because they're, go ahead. Yeah, they said, don't forget about the chills either. That's usually an indication that we're around. So how do you do that? How do you create a chill in somebody? I'm curious. That's interesting. Well, he just showed me that movie Soul, how, you know, how they were putting food in and just go out the other way. And he's like, (laughs) yes, we can walk through you. Wow. Through you. Um, Because I've always wondered, because a lot of times when I yawn at work, I'll just break out into the full chills. I'm like, okay, did I just swallow someone? (laughs) Um, Yeah. They just regroup. It's not something that, and then he showed me Star Trek, how, you know, you get taken up to like. Right. Transporters taking you off the planet. Well, uh, but about that chill. Now, for example, Chuck, when I, when we had James Von Prague on your show, that clip I just in. posted a video with James Van Prague in it today. Very, very us, funny. The memory that came up four years ago. And, and Chuck had him on the show because I, I had seen him on right. CNN and I said, hey, maybe we can talk to Luana. This was our first contact with Luana. And this was probably 1996. And, wow. and when he when James came on, I was a doubter. I was a skeptic. I wasn't sure. And so you was Chuck. You were a skeptic until you met me. And even no. when you met me, you're like, yeah, you want. Yeah, no, it's true because I had to allow. I had to that whole medium right. stuff. I'm like, <laughs> well, I had to allow that it was possible that I was nuts. But James Van <laughs> Prague did mention the chill aspect, and he said something to the effect of, "Because it, it, at some point, and you can see it on, in the film Hacking the Afterlife, where he says she's standing behind you right now." And when you have that feeling in the back of your neck, that's her communicating. And I've had that feeling my whole life and the chill, whatever that is. And so you wonder like, what, what, how do they do that? So that, that was my question. Walking through someone would be one way. Can you like tap somebody in the head or. It's just, it's like giving us a shock that gives us the chills. He's just showing me like tapping and then, you know, giving me the chills, but he says, just like some people are different, temp- have different temperatures. Some people just don't feel it because they don't understand it. Right. They're, they're whatever their physiology won't accept it. Correct. You know, like some people don't right. feel. He has, he, he's showing me getting poked. Like, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I accept it. And especially on days where I have events, like last night, I had a great event. And I always ask the one in the class and I always ask him to show me how's it going to end. Like I always ask him to show me the end and you know, whether I know the class. Or, yeah. Or at the end of yeah, the end of my event. So I do wine and, yeah. you know, I have a lot of wine and spirit events and every time, like that whole day, I'm getting the chills, like the intense chills, because I know there's loved ones that are like, okay, she's coming tonight. I don't look to see where it's coming from. I know better because yeah. it's not, I never, what they call front loading, try to fill into things. I, Cause I know, you know, every time I go to these events, I never know who's on the list. They always keep everything from me. So there's no, you know, questions at all. But just like that, I don't like look in the ethers trying to find people for the people that are going to be there. It always works out. Anyway, so when you have an event, let's say for somebody else, if they're going to a funeral or if they're going to a birthday party where this other person would be, 
okay? Or they watch a movie that makes you think of this other person. That's when you get the chills. That's when you're open to it. Just kind of pay attention to that. And pay attention to the fact that you might, we always think that we're thinking it. I know better. You know, I know that they're giving it to me, but that's because I'm, I've been working on this. I'm a cell tower to the universe. But does that answer your question at all? Yeah, no, absolutely. The question really was about how do we get a physical manifestation of our loved ones tapping us on the shoulder, letting us know they're here. Or like for Steve Martin, somebody who is probably likely, I don't know this for a fact, but like a scientist and it's just not the whole idea of the afterlife is just not part of his like brick wall. But however, and as Harry Dean Stanton said to us so eloquently, if you allow for the possibility that there might be something else, even if you can't define it, that opens the door. So then hearing Chuck's laughter, feeling a chill, remembering a joke that he said, and then thinking, did he just put that in my head or did that somebody else do that thing? So that idea of allowing for what seems to be coincidence, seems to be serendipity, may actually be their attempt to help us to access the information. And no one is trying to come in and like do things that you wouldn't- that Invade. Yeah, invade. That's just, it's not allowed. First of all, your body won't allow it. This is interesting, actually. Your body, your like your physical body would never allow someone to it'd be like allowing a stranger into the house. You wouldn't do that. Right. I might be a little bit different because I have to <laughs> my audience. But yeah, because you're like, do I know you? Yeah. Are you connected to someone that I'm going to see? Right. Or, right. Um, and rarely do spirits that I do know on the other side, um, rarely do they come in unless there's an emergency where they get my attention. Like, hey, you need to call this person. Well, Check like it. Chuck showed up at your house the night before we did our first session with him and said, this is how it works, right? I come over and I knock on that your door. Weird. and That was weird. Yes. Well, you know, but also I would just point out in, in my own life. Well, weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everything's weird. Uh, but in my own life, I've had experiences of running into people I don't know, you know, in a dream and then having them ask me, you know, for help or something, you know, r- rarely. But it, I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't know this person, but they're in need and they're asking for help. So they're just, whoever's there, they're not coming to Rich. They're just like, oh my God, this person's in my... Okay, so I had somebody yesterday ex- explain something. They're just like, I think our dreams are actually... And you've said this, and this has helped me so much where I think when I had a bad dream, I'm like, thank you actors for sh- being in my dream. You can right. go now, try not to do that again. I believe that our mind constructs people that we know as the people, you know, I believe there's actors, but I think that we put in their faces and we put in who they are. Okay. That's our subconscious doing that. And that, uh, um, it's just how we work things out in our dream state. But there was a point to that. Um, (laughs) well, it's that idea of having strangers show up. It's, it goes back to being knowing that they're just actors and you're just, you're working things out in your dream state. Right. You know, some of us do pay attention to it. I do have, you know, dreams that tell me things that are going to happen later on or dreams that are informing me of cases that I'm dealing with and stuff that's going to happen. But that doesn't happen in deep sleep. That usually happens like right when I'm going to wake up. So let's so. ask, let's ask Chuck and Luana to weigh in about 
invading dream. They didn't want us to take it to this direction. They just said, hold on. Oh, the dream state is like a carnival. <laughs> it's always going to be a bumpy ride. Unless you're like a perfect, everything is great and angelic. You have nothing wrong in your life. It's always going to get ready for the ride. So not only are we physically working out issues, right? That our body, whatever that it has an issue with, pain, suffering, whatever. But also this idea of connecting to our higher selves or connecting to other people off planet who know and love us. But let, let me ask you about that, Chuck, because look, you're a consummate actor and you could play any role. So do you find yourself doing that with friends or, or people that you it's know? His favorite, it's his favorite pastime, he says. It's fascinating. Uh, Clay was, yeah, is he, a- He just, oh, sorry, he just but, showed me, who's the actor that always comes, or the, oh, Billy, Billy Hendricks, that's really- Jimi Hendrix, yes, yes. The guy who shows up, showed up in Chuck's memory of what that's happened his, when he crossed like, over. He says he's earned awards over there for doing the things he does. <laughs> a friend of mine just sent me a photograph. He was in Israel and there he was at Jimi Hendrix Park. I was like, what? So- he's like, he's a, He says he's a, he's a, he helps people transfer, like transfer. He's like a transfer person, you know, making it a soft landing. And and for those not aware of what we're talking about, we've had many, many, or maybe over a dozen, where people reported seeing Jimi Hendrix as the person greeting them on the other side, whether it's Janis Joplin, Charles Grodin, or uh, John Lennon, other people that like they walk onto stage and there's Jimmy with his guitar ready to play. And, and, and it, it gives them a soft landing. Cause they're like, well, I recognize him. I he's what, where are we? And then, and then think, then they start to realize where they are. I just wanted to ask about Chuck's old friend, Clay was an assistant that worked for him. He's on the planet, but just if you had any message for Clay. <laughs> he's just like, where do I begin? And he just sat down. Hold on again. He says, tell Clay to stop ignoring me. Okay. That's a because I, I play with the lights. He says he sees certain numbers, like um, he's like, I'm trying to get to him like an amber alert, something like that. He's just hold on. <laughs> he I'm like, you want Clay to take your spot? He goes, No, but I want Clay to enjoy his life. He's still chicken to live. So however you want to say that, not I'm not trying to, hold on. No, no, it, it's all right. Chuck knows how the language. Okay. He, he would choose those words clean, clearly for his own purposes, and it's fine. Only okay. Clay would understand that. I don't want to edit Chuck. He, he is not living the way that he is entitled to. He's given okay. so much. It's his turn to have fun. It's his turn to travel. It's his turn to not be a chicken and do those things. Okay. And, and of course, you know, Clay and I worked with Chuck for many years, uh, but I haven't seen him in, you know, maybe 10. And maybe Tom 20, has to take know. care of, not a warning, but just take care of his heart. He keeps on thinking about his heart and the stress. Very good. And, you know, when people hear that, it's good to hear it. It's not a warning but it's something to pay attention to. That's the first, because, because if you keep, if you keep thinking about it, it, ex, it, it makes your heart even 
it makes you think about it, right? You keep right, on that, yeah. putting that attention there. Becomes a source of stress. Uh, Lou, anybody else that needs to talk to us or chat with us? I appreciate Chuck. Chuck, you're, of course, welcome to bring anybody forth. And Elizabeth, thank you. He said, see you later, kid. Um, that was from Chuck. And he, so Liz Taylor, Elizabeth Taylor said, Steve's going to like the Cleopatra. Cleopatra reference, reference, because he'll get it. I mean, it's possible that I'm going to Google it and, you know, anybody can. Liz, Elizabeth Taylor and Steve Martin and see if there's a photograph of them somewhere because that's what happens. You know, you, you run into them. Uh, it's funny. I I ran into Steve. Juan is just laughing about it because she's laughing about the whole lunch or whatever you guys did. She said it was just so funny on so many levels. And she says you could not stop crying laughing. I Yeah. And also, I must point out that we also had dinner with Steve. And it, this was early on a long time ago when Chuck was when I first met Chuck and and Steve was. Oh my gosh, it was like, you know, fall down funny and sweet and so generous. And then when you stay at his house, it's a little bit slightly different because, you know, there's he's like in an architectural wonder and you're like, can I touch this? Um, but still, really, really a funny guy. And he's always been really generous to me when I run into him out of the street in the world. I was just going to say I ran into him at UCLA. Richard, I understand you're making films now. <laughs> so whatever. He's uh he's a dear heart. I he's a fantastic banjo player. Oh my god, he's one of the best. And his music career is just really, you know, he's really, really good at. It. And I know that he's really digging working with Martin Short. Yeah. Uh what would be a what would be a plot that you recommend, Chuck? Or Lou? What is it? I'm sorry. A plot, like some oh, story. A plot. A plot. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to give you the visual. They're just, they're, they're having them like drop into a different alternate universe and having like monsters chase them, like oh. dinosaurs. Why not? You know, maybe there, maybe yeah. there's an LSD party, you know, and somebody's like microdosing, and then suddenly all three of them are given this drug and then they're in a After cover. you're watching, after you watch Nine Perfect Strangers, I beg to differ. You know, it's funny about that show, which I enjoy as well. There is a place in Santa Monica, literally, because I looked it up, literally advertised the same way. I mean, it's not $25,000 a person, but you pay up front and they have this option of, you know, mushrooms or LSD or we ketamine. Like we like to call that psilocybin. Psilocybin. But the idea is under su medical supervision, Correct. You, you have a counselor who, you know, signs. <laughs> whatever but you know in this show they're a little bit more trapped somewhere by the way you know they shot that in australia Most i know how and it's a real retreat in australia could oh, you is it really? oh i didn't know that yeah. i want to go there are you kidding because they didn't have the covid protocols because everybody was cleared and they were able to shoot it there they were in the middle of nowhere yeah, yeah. So. well we have to figure out do you want to predict how it ends no you don't you shouldn't no. you don't want to rule spoil it for people Jennifer will give you lottery numbers, the World Series champions, but not the end of certain shows. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm true. not true. All right. I don't want to lose you because uh, I know. What do I got? Five more minutes? 
Mm. We can do a lot. We got to do a lot in five minutes. All right, Lou, I'm going to go back to you, my dear. That was fun and entertaining. Let's, what else can we talk about? She's laughing about She just says the takeaway from today is don't judge pictures that come into your mind. Allow yourself to get information from the other side and and be okay if it doesn't make sense right away. I think that's that's the biggest one I feel because it will make sense later. So like you get an image, something incongruous, write it down. Well, they just showed me Steve Martin, you know, like, oh, that's weird, he's alive. That's so weird. That can be his name, Steve. Steve. Right. It could be a comedian. It could be, you know, there's a lot of things that just don't judge it. Or it could be your, your person, like your loved one who's passed away. It could be that favorite, their favorite person. Right. And so, and what happens is Charles said, I would be, I would be the favorite person. (laughs) But that idea of, we try to parse things within terms of how we objectify them, you know, like you just said, could be comedian, could be a first name, could be this, could be that. In my case, the idea when she mentioned it, and I went right to that time we stayed at his house and right to and Charles. Lorna, so this is where they come in and they help you. They give you that information, even though you remember it, but they helped you with that. Right. And then the fact that I'm a Cleopatra. And then I saw something on Liz Taylor and I still didn't know what her name was at first, Elizabeth Taylor. And she says, next time I'll give you the perfume. Like, oh, that's what she was talking about. <laughs> Listen, I think she wanted to get a plug for her perfume on her podcast. You know, Are they still selling it? I don't know. I don't know. It's probably very valuable on eBay. In fact, we just made the price go up a little higher. Maybe NFTs. Chuck, what do you think about NFTs? What are NFTs? I'm sorry. NFTs are those non-fungible tokens that people, you know, the, like the artistic things that you can purchase. And then they sell them for like millions of dollars, like a, you know, one of a kind digital photograph or, you know, I don't know. He just went went not that interested. But, you know, it's interesting if you could talk to your loved one on the other side and hear their voice. The shorter one, that's what he went like. Oh, yeah. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Very good. Chuck, are you planning on coming back anytime soon? He's waiting for you, buddy. So another 50 years. <laughs> yes, uh, or 50 minutes, depending how this podcast goes. <laughs> hey, Madamba. All right, I won't torture Bye. you anymore. Thank you, Jennifer. We appreciate it. Thank you, Luana. I want to give a shout out to my mom. Oh, please do. Hi, mom. mom. Yeah. And I love you. And to your dad. And to my dad. Ah, he's the one that gave that to me. That's funny. We have a lot to talk about. How, uh, before we go, Jim, anything you want to add to this conversation about getting in touch with your family? Jennifer's father on the flip side. He said to not feel bad that my mom's going to be okay. And I'll tell you off air. Okay, very, very good. I'm sorry to ask that question. Okay, but, you always make me cry. It's fine. Uh, you know, I always like to make you cry at the end of a podcast because, you know. Oh, so pretty. <laughs> Okay. Very good. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Luana. Thank you, Elizabeth. And and Steve and Marty and Selena, who will never see this podcast, but maybe somebody who knows them will. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife Podcast. For more information, 
jenniferschafer.com, richmartini.com, or martinizone.com. To watch the film Hacking the Afterlife, go to gaia.com via Amazon Prime.